three, two, one. Oh my God, that's cold. Wow. Welcome back to You Betcha Radio Podcast, the coldest podcast in all the Midwest. I am Miles, the You Betcha Guy, here with Ryan, the T-shirt guy. Guys, today we have a very special country music artist on Michael Ray. It was really fun to talk to him. It's pretty much the whole podcast. We uh, The conversation was flowing, so we just let it roll for the whole podcast. We talked about Bush Light. We talked about his Honky Tonk Tuesday live videos. We talked about everything with Michael. So uh, it's a great interview. But before we get into that interview, I got to talk to you guys about fairwaymeatmarket.com. Guys, if you love juicy, tasty, delicious meat and you like the convenience of it coming right to your door, you got to check out fairwaymeatmarket.com. Last weekend, I cooked up some beautiful ribeyes. Simple. You thaw it in the, in the refrigerator the night before. You maybe throw a little... If you're uh, Midwest, you throw some Lowry's yep. uh, salt on it for a little extra seasoning. These things don't even need seasoning. And throw them on the grill, and you got a nice, juicy, juicy steak for you and your buddies or your family. Um, honestly... I would not be talking about it if it wasn't dad approved. <laughs> click, click, <laughs> click, click, approved. standing by the uh, grill, clicking those tongs in the apron with your gas station sunglasses on, drinking a beer, loving life. That's what the fairway me market dot com meets are all about. And uh, talk about a Midwest company. They are a Midwest company through and through. They cut the meats in the Midwest. They handpick the meat. They make sure you're only getting the best, and that's what I love about them. Uh, I, I'm starting to think about it right now. I My mouth e- is water. I haven't eaten really much today, and now all I can think about is a fairwaymeatmarket.com ribeye steak. Oh, God. Which is my favorite, and so that's why they doctored up a you betcha package. Guys, we got our own meat package. Wow. We have our own meat package on the website. You're going to click on the You Betcha package. It's going to come up with ribeye steaks, uh, some filet mignons for the, for the fancy ones of us. Um, they're also going to have pork chops, burgers, steak burgers, uh, private label bacon. I also had the bacon this last weekend. <laughs> Maybe uh, take the bacon grease and cook your eggs in it as oh, well. Man. That's such a game changer. Such oh, a ga- Maybe your hash browns even a little too. Mm-hmm. Just put that bacon grease on everything. Why waste any of it? That's right. And then it also comes with a side dish, which the side dish I'm going to talk about next week because the side dish is our <laughs> game changer. All that comes in the You Betcha package at fairwaymeatmarket.com. And right now, if you use promo code You Betcha with no space, Y-O-U-B-E-T-C-H-A, you can get it for $169.99 free shipping. Uh, it's valued at about $265. So do the quick math, carry the one. I don't know. That's a lot of savings. And uh, so go to go to fairwaymeatmarket.com. Use promo code YouBetcha at your checkout on the YouBetcha package, and they'll ship it right to your door. Next thing you know, you're going to be the most popular guy at the next barbecue because you just got some of the best meat 
there. Let's just get into the show. I would venture to say it's almost the nectar of the gods. Back, baby, back. I want my... Oh my god, that's cold. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hello, and welcome back to episode 82 of the You Betcha Radio podcast. I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy, and we have the brand new You Betcha fishing shirts on the website right Look now. Look at you in that thing, Ryan. You guys have been asking for it. I'm really, I'm it's, really digging this fit. It's really all about the details. We got the You Betcha up on the... Uh, the left breast. Um, we got the patch on the back. It's got the vent in the front. Yep. So you're going to stay cool in this thing. Got the vent in the back. And then it's cool also then pits all, down. This is all about the details on the back. There's a patch that says BDG. You know what BDG stands for, Tyler? I'll tell you. <laughs> Beer, drinking gear. Because that's what it is. It's what it is. It's a fishing shirt, but it's really about a shirt that you drink beer in. And uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I love drinking beer in it. So also, they're on the buttons. This is where this is where the details, details come in. This was a great job by Ryan getting this shirt done. Custom made. It says, oh, my God, that's cold on the button. Oh. So you have to check it out on the website. They're on the website right now. They're on the website right now as we speak. Guys, we have three different colors. We have the gray, we have the black, and we have the royal custom You Betcha fishing shirts. You guys have been asking for them. So now we got them. Um, and if you guys pick yourself up one, uh, take a look at those fine details. Tag us at You Betcha Threads. Uh, that's our that's our merchandise page going on right now. Um, so go check out the website. The website last week was medium open. This week it is heavily, heavily open. Fully stocked. Oh, you betcha.com. Go check out the new fishing shirts. Uh, we might have another little treat in there for you too. Um, <clears throat> buzzing gear. <clears throat> uh, Are you okay? <clears throat> <clears throat> buzzing gear. Um, Someone yeah. get him a cough drop. <laughs> oh, you betcha.com, guys. The merch is heavily open. Also, uh, tonight, we are going to be streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash oh, you betcha. We have been really enjoying the Twitch game lately, and I think it's time for you guys make the leap, hop in one of the streams. It's the best way for you guys to interact with us in the chat. Say what's up. We always enjoy it. Uh, I'm not sure if we know what game we're playing tomorrow, but... Regardless, um, I always say B minus gameplay, A plus chat. That's why we're in the stream, uh, and that's why we love having you guys in there. That's, so that's very, very accurate. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv slash Oh You Betcha. We'll see you in the chat. On top of that, Tyler has been on his game with at You Betcha Radio. Oh yeah. On YouTube, he's starting from episode one. Two episodes a week are being uploaded from the very beginning. All the way until you get caught up. Three, so he says three episodes. Monday, gets, Wednesday, Friday, baby. Scowl. Wow. So now you can go binge uh, from episode one to episode uh, 83, 80, 83, 82, 82. Well, you can binge one through five right now. But then well, you, but but we follow goal, yeah. along. Yep. We're going to keep doing it forever. So as long as this podcast yeah, is going, I'll be posting to you. I YouTube, mean, it'll eventually so. catch up if you just do the math. Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. In like 10 years. I don't think so. That's good math. Guys, it's binge time. <laughs> Oh, you betcha. Uh, sorry. At you betcha radio on YouTube, Instagram. The memes Facebook. is where it's at, though. The oh, memes yeah. is what make fire all, meme game. All of this worth it. You got to check them out. You betcha radio on Instagram and Twitter and all that. So, Ryan. Yes. That's enough. Miles. That's enough. There's enough bullshit. We got to get into it. Michael Ray is on a podcast today. <laughs> this is our first country artist. What a great one to start with. Uh, he's born in Florida, but. I mean, he's Nashville Midwest. Guy. We are all Midwest tell. people yeah. at yep. heart, no matter yep. where you can just tell. 
and uh, he has had some number one hits. Uh, Kiss you in the morning. Yep. Uh, what's the other ones? Drink uh, a little more. Think a little less. Drink a little oh. more. Uh, drink it's a little so more. Think a little less. It's yep. so good. Nailed if it. you if you the people probably <laughs> thought that that was a clip it from his. You guys, song. he's not on yet. That was just my. Yeah, he's not on yet, guys. <laughs> that was just me. So I know you got confused there for a sec. Um, he's he's a he's a great dude, and he's got some new music coming out, which we talk about. And honestly, this was a, this was a cool interview. I, I love getting into country music. I think country music is just beer drinking music. Yep. So not only can Ryan be drinking beer in his beer drinking gear, Ooh. he can be listening to country music as well. So that's enough talk out of us. Let's just get into the interview. Guys, Michael Ray. All right, guys, we would like to welcome on to the podcast country music artist Michael Ray. This guy has three number one singles. You may know him from Kiss You in the Morning. Think a little less. The one that got away. Um, I love all of those songs. And uh, he's recently started his Honky Tonk Tuesday live format video where he just plays music for the fans. And so Michael's here with us today. Michael, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. Um, thanks for uh, coming on with us. Uh, we were just chatting a little bit beforehand that your honky tonk Tuesday is the best way for you to have an excuse to drink on Tuesdays. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I was like, how can we, you know, not that I wasn't going to be doing it anyway, especially <laughs> but you know, it just makes you feel better when you have a reason. So, uh, and we were at this time where like nobody really knew what was going on because we on, I think my last show was March 13th in Connecticut. Oh, wow. And we were told it was going to be two weeks, you know, just get through this two weeks and we'll be good. And then, Two weeks turned into, well, April, we should be back by May. And then May turned into where we're at now. Yeah. You know, so yep. I was like, how many times can people really hear us sing our own shit on That's every right. day? Yeah. You know, and, and I love I love traditional country music. I love honky tonk music. I was I'm a product of the nineties country music and I thought, you know what, I wanna hear it. I'm not getting it. Fans aren't getting it. Let's just have like a, a reason to at least an hour a week where we could shut off all the stuff going on and all the stuff in the news and, and just put your laptop up and put your computer up with your family, your friends, whoever. And uh, you know, I have some nineties guests on or some current guests on and um and it's just fun, man. It's kinda of just fly by seat of the pants and, and just, you know, like y'all are doing, man, just having fun and, and taking people away from reality for a little while. That's right. And you say fly by the seat of your pants. I was checking out one of your Honky Tonk Tuesdays, <laughs> and you're right. But that's I love it because it's you and it's who you are as a person. It's, there's, it's nice and raw, um, and I love that. I think the audience loves it. How often does it happen? I was watching one where you, the first song you're going to play it was Rodeo by Garth Brooks. <laughs> Oh, and I forgot that. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, dude, it ha it happens more than you know, man. Because some, all right, so we're in the middle of making this record too. So we're making this album. We're making it during quarantine, so it's already kind of weird enough as it is. We're not like able to be in the studio with each other, so we're all in different places, and and just all, it, everything's all chaotic. And so I I was like, oh, I need to learn some new songs, and it was like Monday. <laughs> And so I learned, I was like brushing over songs on Monday and I grew up on Garth. My first concert was Garth. They used to cover rodeo, you know, in bars. And I went to hit that and, you know, maybe I started 
with the with the bush light a little early. I don't know. But <laughs> I, uh, I I went I went to start and I was like, oh damn, I don't remember any of this. I don't know how this starts at all. And, and I was already committed, and you're already live. So I was like, well, this is live. You know, this is the not be- as live as you get. The best so, is yeah. you're you're strumming, and you could tell like you had gone through your full intro progression, <laughs> and then you started again, and you didn't say you forgot yeah. right away. And I was like, this isn't right. What's going on? And then you no, just full blown. It's hard to dance off stage like Ashley Simpson when you have the guitar. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't just dance off. So, but yeah. luckily, some fans hit me up. Yeah, I think that's why people love tuning into stuff like that is they do get the real side of you. And once in a while, you're a human. You might forget the first line of a song, <laughs> even though it's kind yeah. of important. Um, even though it's a pretty big song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and so you had brought up, and I know Ryan had a question about this, but you're talking about playing in bars, right? That's, that's how a lot of artists start. Mm-hmm. They start playing gigs at bars. Ryan, you had a question about some small town bar stuff, right? Yeah, so we kind of, probably like six to eight months ago, we really dove into the small town bar bit. And every small town bar you go to, you see the the high school football schedule on the bathroom wall, and you see the the mini popcorn machine over in the corner. Um, With you, you know, kind of starting the career off and and probably playing a lot of small town bars at 16, 17 years old, what's that one small town bar bit that you can always take away and say, like, I know I'm in a small town bar when I see this? Oh, um, when you see they have the drinking game in the back where, like, you can, t- you know, you have, like, the line and you have the quarter, and if you shoot the quarter in the pitcher, yep. I think that they put the pitcher so far behind the bar that yeah. they're not going to have to give you that free shot of fireball. You yeah. Know? But then occasionally you get a band of degenerates like mine who happen to have incredible aim when they're drunk <laughs> and go into dive bars and, and crush those games. But those little bar games to see if you can get a free shot, those yep. are always uh, – Key sign that you're in a really good place, though. Those are always the the spots that are that seem to be the most fun. We try to find those in both towns. Yeah, for sure. And what what we call that? We call that aiming juice or aiming fuel is what you're talking about. <laughs> as as you get more and more intoxicated, you're better at shooting. Um, I think we're on the same page there. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your roots. You're, you're from Florida. That's where you're born. Um, you've been living mm-hmm. in Nashville. And uh, your family is a big part of your life. And uh, your grandpa, I know, was a big inspiration for you. And you named your second album after him. Um, just talk a little bit about your, you know, your relationship with your grandpa and how he kind of helped you get started. Yeah, he got the whole family started. Uh, my family had a band. That's what got me into it was uh, my, my dad, my grandpa, my uncle, my cousins had this band before I was born. So I was probably five or six or something like that. But my um my grandfather was was just the backbone of the music of the family like he still to this day man even if somebody doesn't play in my family there's a guitar there's a there's a bass there's a random dobro in somebody's closet that you know has been touched since 87 <laughs> yep. but it's all because of my grandfather his love of music yeah, but especially country music was just like no other he he learned um guitar um if i remember right in the army when he was stationed in alaska and it's kind of a thing to do, I guess, a pastime. I don't know, but he just kind of fell in love with it and became a great lead player. So fast forward to um, the band kind of splitting up because of just life and, you know, everything else going on. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was eight, and uh, music always has a way of entering your life. Yep. It's always been a part of my life because I was born into a family that played played around town, and they always had me on stage. But yep. um, it, it always seems to find you when you need it. And uh, my grandfather and, and my grandmother and I were headed to – 
Cherokee, North Carolina to my, uh, one of my uncle's properties up there and uh, just to chill by the creek and hang out. And my grandpa taught me my first three chords. And I don't know if he thought it was just the right timing because, you know, if I don't know if any of y'all have ever gone through any of that or anybody that's going to be listening um, has gone through a divorce at a young age. Uh, it's confusing time, yeah, right. no matter what age you are, but especially at that age. And so music just kind of stepped in, man. And I, I was bit by the bug, dude. And me and my grandpa were already like this. And then my dad and my dad, played uh, and he was lead singer so he taught me a lot of stuff and and it was just off to the races after that man I, I that's all i wanted to do and every thursday night friday night so in florida we have i don't think this is it's not bad to call snowbirds right snowbirds yeah. no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. snowbirds yeah. is totally fine okay yeah i, I think we've actually like even a, said that term on this podcast yeah. before yeah oh so okay good, good. Yeah. all right all right so when the snowbirds come down uh is when like all the uh, moose lodges and everything else starts getting packed up in, in Florida uh, and everybody's down there playing music and stuff. So a lot of my grandpa's bands were these older uh, men and women that were retired that were moving down to Florida for the winter. So wintertime, man, I was playing Thursday night, Friday night, sometimes twice on Saturday and, uh, and Sunday. Uh, and it could be from trailer parks to community centers to, we used to play assisted living homes, man. It was like just <laughs> wherever we could yeah. go. So, oh. You yeah. were living it. Yeah, and, and I think at that, anyone that's in the spot where you're at with number one singles and, and touring and doing stuff like that, I think that what we all see is you now, um, mm. but I think that there's a lot of hard work that goes in behind the scenes of playing five shows in a matter of four days or three days or whatever that, that kind of has laid the foundation to where you are now. So I think that's super cool um, to to go from – performing at assisted living centers to performing at the grand old opry you can yes, i don't know how those two ever connected man I, but uh they were both on my path yeah tell us about the opry man that's a that's that's really a, just an awesome thing as an artist to be able to play there um just tell us kind of how that all happened and, and what your experience was for me um the opry because to, to go back to my grandfather he taught me so much about the Grand Ole Opry. He taught me about the history of it, the importance of it, uh, the importance of uh, the, the Opry being cherished and passed on as generations of members pass on and they you know, bless the next generation of members, um, how important that is. And, and we used to watch little VHSs of Minnie Pearl and Stream Bean and Roy Acuff and Grandpa Jones and all these older Opry members. Um, so the Opry to me is the, the pinnacle. You know, I, we get asked a lot, like, what's your favorite place to play? And there's so many incredible places that bring so much different things to the table from Red Rocks to, uh, you know, wherever else, a watershed, or, you know, to, to places on the East Coast. Yep. But there's nothing like standing on the Opry stage. And there's, there's nothing like being backstage. There's nothing like stepping on that circle. I've been able to play it uh, 57 times now. And um, every time, man, it's the same same feeling. And you don't forget that that first opry day april 24th 19 or uh, 2015 1915 2015 <laughs> um it was, I, I look great for my age um <laughs> was was the best uh was the best most incredible moment man just to have family there my dad there people from my hometown there uh just every time is like the first time and you get to you get to represent not only yourself but country music when you step on that circle and there's just nothing like it yeah, I believe that. Um, you know, it's just like with anything. There's uh, the tradition in country music, I think, is what somewhat holds country music together as well, um, which I actually leads into a little bit more of like a serious question of I'm interested just to hear what you have to say of 
you're, you say you grew up on 90s country. And I actually think, like, right now, country music, there's kind of a thing going on where it's the people who are angry at all the new country that's getting put out <laughs> in, you know, there's too much pop yeah. in it. Um, and then yeah. you have the 90s country people. What, what do you think the kind of current state of country is in? Is, is it going through a, a growing phase? Like, what, what have you seen in your experience? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I think it's a question that's always going to be there. I think um, it's the it's the growth of music. I think, you know, you got to look back at um, when Hank Senior came to town. A lot of people didn't want him here. Yeah. You know, yep. he was he was this rockabilly. What is this dude thing <laughs> and tear in my beer? What is this? You yep. know, and he was was rowdy and and he, you know kind of doing his own thing. Um, that also happened when the Outlaws record came out, which is Jesse Coulter, Waylon Jennings, uh, Chris Christopherson, and, and Willie Nelson. Yeah. And um, and and that whole that whole era. Um, and again, they weren't wanted. Wasn't you know they? Yep. They're bad. They're singing. They're cranking up too loud. Willie Nelson grew his hair out, dude, and starts openly smoking <laughs> pot. You know, like yeah. what is going on? Yeah. Um. But that era was what a generation of kids grew up on. And then there's different ways um, or, or different genres, not ways, different genres of music that we were all brought up to because of our parents, or yep. brought up on because of our parents. And I think that that conversation is always going to be something, um, you know, what is country, what isn't country. I would tell you this, man, I've had the opportunity to travel the world and I've seen the most countryest, you know, what's from. <laughs> down to my part of florida to massachusetts to california to australia to europe i mean i think country's a state of mind and in, in your heart you know oh, yeah. for me the country music i i lean more towards is the more 90s traditional side of country music because that's what i was brought on to and that's what i'm going to tend to kind of go to but um to kind of to kind of answer answer your question another way the one thing i do wish we would do better as a genre is honor those men and women while they're around um, I feel like the one thing that we could do a whole lot better um, is not wait until we get the word that a Charlie yeah. Daniels has passed yep. or a, a Joe Diffie has passed um, to to then really start paying attention to the catalog and to what these artists, these men and women have done. Uh, because without them, without the Alabamas, without the Dolly Partons, without the Trisha Yearwoods, without the, you know, Dina Carters, uh, the Kenny Chesneys, um, you know, but I'll go all the way back to, you know, uh, Charlie Daniels. Um, you know, Joe Diffie, all those 90s guys, uh, Tracy Lawrence, Clint Black, Garth Brooks, Randy Travis. There's interviews, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, all these guys, there wouldn't be them if it wasn't for Randy Travis. Yep. You know, right. Yep. And I feel like the one thing that we could do is just really make sure that these men and women uh, know that they're not forgotten because radio, they might not be played on radio as much or they might not be at, a, at an award show as much. And, and I think they get that. But, um, I, I just I just have been very fortunate to become friends with a lot of these men and women that I feel like that's the one thing we could do better is uh is let them know that without them we wouldn't have moved we wouldn't have picked up a guitar and moved to Nashville if it wasn't right. for those songs. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I love that. I think that uh and and I think that it's one of those things where I think that music is about if it makes you feel good, if you like listening to the song, it doesn't matter if it's got a little bit of pop in it. it doesn't matter if it's got a whole yeah. lot of twang in it it doesn't matter if it feels like it's from the 90s i think that um uh, music should just be enjoyed and if you like it you like it man i, I don't think 
Um, I think there's too much like judgment that's passed on the nuke stuff and and all that stuff and and so I, I just think that um, everything has its place and, and it, it it takes all kinds of kinds and like you said we wouldn't have new music without the the stuff from the past that laid the foundation and so I think that what you said what summed it up perfectly um, and you crushed that for sure. Yeah, thank you, man. I think that I just, you know, I think too, like we're in a we're in a place. I was just talking to a radio rep of mine today about it, about how genres now are really being blurred and the lines are being blurred. And it, it and if you look at that as from an artist or a songwriter standpoint, and view it as, man, this is really cool because now you know you got guys that are that are literally breaking barriers and breaking genres, like you know, like Kane Brown, who's who's country, yep. who's you yep. know, who's just as country as he is with with the pop or, or other stuff that he likes to do, but he can do a little bit of everything, you know? Yep. And and he's kind of breaking these genres down, you know, to where now if people are listening to, uh, sometimes it'd be like that, maybe they don't know who a Michael Ray is in the country world, you know? And so for me, you know, these artists that are that are taking these risks or taking these chances or doing what they feel like they should do, is it, that's helping bring people into our genre. You know, you've had those collabs, man, for, for years, those, different genre collabs i just yep. think the line's a little little more blurred than normal but uh like you said man as long as it makes you feel good and want to drink bush light let's do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure uh yeah i couldn't agree more uh so we'll get to you're, you're making new music which we'll get to here towards the end here we'll, we'll talk about the new stuff that you're working on um, but one other question I had is just what else do you like to do for fun? You know, obviously you work hard on what you do as your job. I mean, this is your job. This is part of your life. Even, mm-hmm. even if it sometimes doesn't feel like your job and just having fun, what else do you like to do? Man, anything outdoors, um, side by side, uh, ride my Jeep through some trails, hunting, fishing, um, anything outdoors is, is really my thing. I think the more we've been on the road and I've had less time to do that. Uh, the more I'm, especially during this time off, uh, kind of been forced to really realize that I need to make time for more of that during those touring years and, and uh, when we get back on the road. But any anything outdoors, man, anything I do with my family, build a bonfire, do just pass guitars around. Um, I love to grill out. Um, that's, that's pretty much about it, man. If I can just be around some friends and family and build a bonfire and have some drinks and crank some old country music up, you ain't going to meet a happier dude. So. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And and we all like to hunt and stuff like that. Do you have a good? Um, it doesn't have to be a crazy long one. Do you got any good like hunting story that you could uh, fill us in on? That, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there his yeah, face yeah. lit up couple, on yeah, that I a, one. <laughs> I got a couple that I can't, but no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, man, we had this. Uh, we were doing this turkey hunt years ago, and um, it benefited uh, wounded warriors. And so, some, uh, a lot of wounded warriors came out and turkey hunted. Um, with uh, some country artists, it was me, uh, Red Akins, uh, Low Cash, and a few others were out there. I think Daryl Singletary um, was out there at the time, uh, who we missed today very bad. Um, anyway, it was just a really, really, really cool trip, right? And my guide, we, we're the only people that didn't see shit, right? For like the first three days. We didn't see shit. Sounds like us, yeah. I think Rhett bought, I think Rhett got two. Like, that's how bad we weren't seeing anything. Like, there are people coming back with multiples and we ain't never had one. Yeah. So by this point now, my guide is, is now it's a pride thing. Yep, you yep. know, like now I'm having to calm him down. I'm like, hey man, you know, I grew up hunting turkeys. Like, it's fine if we don't get one, you know, as long as yeah, everybody else got one, that happens. You know, that's the part of that's one of the best things I love about turkey hunting is that call, is that that hunt and that chase and your heart. When you man, when you get them talking back, 
that heart racing, you know, just it just makes your blood go. You know, so I'm like, we're good. He's like, no, tonight we're going back. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you know, so we go back out and I'm I'm ready and I'm noticing that we're going through some shit we ain't gone through. <laughs> and I'm like, I ain't really say anything. So I'm carrying and we're crawling and we're going through and he's pushing a fence part up and I'm like, man, I I don't remember any of this, you know, but uh I'm gonna go with his 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 gut. And as I'm asking him Hey man, um, have we hunted here before? He goes, get in the get in the tree line, get in the tree line, so get in the tree line, and he runs back and he lays down. And he he goes, about about twenty, about fit about fifteen seconds. Sure enough, I don't know where the hell we were, but this turkey came walking out. There he go. And it was the closest shot I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. And it just stood there. It was like he called it and set it up and paid it yeah. some money, like just to end itself. <laughs> It stood there, and I, I had my gun up, and I looked over at him, and I, I was like, are you, are you serious? He's like, down. All right. Pow! Knocked it down, and I mean, nothing ever came out of it, but I don't know where the heck we were at. I never asked any questions, but uh, <laughs> we ended up getting the turkey When, when pride is but, on the line in that situation, a guide will literally resort to plan D, E, or F to get you, get you never, where you needed. He had a vision, man. He had, <laughs> there, was, there was determination in his eyes. I was not going to question <laughs> what I would have done if I were you had shot it and then I looked at him and been like, why didn't you bring me here a few days ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're holding you out on me? all this time, bro. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> God, why'd you do that? Um, yeah, we no, could have been doing this three days ago. Yeah. That's a, that's a great story. I think that everyone's got something like that, and, and I love that. Um, and I agree, the busier you get, the, the less yet you, you think you don't have time for stuff like that, but then – those are some of the stuff that you talk about forever. Um, not necessarily all the work that you did, you know, it's, it's the memories that you make, you know, for me, it's, it's up at deer camp, all the stupid jokes that get made and all the inside jokes you got with your cousins and uncles and stuff like that. And so, yeah, that's what makes the world go round right there, man. That's what, uh, for me, I would say that's, if I don't have those moments then I don't, then I don't have the, I don't have the need to work as hard. Yep. You know, if I don't, I like if I that. can get those time, then uh, then, then I, I wouldn't feel the need to bust my ass like I do. But I do it because I, I can make those times happen. And yep. fortunately to have success in what I'm doing, um, we can do some other things that we weren't able to do back in the day, you know. And so um, that's why I, that's those moments with friends and family sitting around a fire, man, and telling lies or, you know, whatever, just yep. giving each other hell on stuff, man. It, <laughs> that, that's that that's for me. That's what uh, my dad always said growing up. Find the thing that makes your tank refill you know and uh, for me that's it right yeah um and and i think the stuff that can also fill you up too alongside those types of memories are and and i've seen other musicians talk about it but the moment when you're on stage and the crowd is feeling it and you're feeling it and it just everything is going right you know that's got to be one of those feelings too a moment so you remember of god the crowd was just into it tonight and I was I was money. I didn't forget the lines to rodeo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna let you live that down. Fair, so, yeah. fair, fair. Hey, I deserve it. I deserve it. I should have hit off. I should have ended. It. <laughs> Restarted the live stream back. Then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, tell us what you kind of miss about going on tour, and that you haven't done a show since March. You know, like yeah. what, And I know that's why you started Honky Tonk Tuesday, but yeah man it's um there's so much of it that that you really do miss um it, it becomes it's your lifestyle i've been on the road of some sort since i was 
17 years old and and touring pretty heavy since 2021 in a van doing whatever we could playing any any dive bar uh you know with, with that popcorn machine in the corner that we could yep. possibly make <laughs> and that we that would book us and sleeping in the van and, and doing all that stuff um so it, it really does become your lifestyle and you you kind of get adjusted to that constant go of things and that being on and, and constantly just kind of you, you don't allow your mind to go to a tired place you just go to wherever you need to go and and um for it to be slowed down like this really puts a magnifying glass on the fact that i didn't realize how much i needed that bus call at midnight on on wednesday night you know and get in that bus and and be a band that's fortunate enough to be on a damn tour bus and yeah. if you're on a tour that's even cooler and like right. you, you get to be a part of something way bigger than you and you get to be a part of people's lives that m you may never even meet man but they they love they, that song is a part of their every morning with their kids or their date night with their girl or their whatever there's there's a connection to that song that that they'll, they'll forever ever come and see you and um and i miss i miss my band i miss being able to hop on that bus and just that those long rides and the the Mario Kart and the, the, you know, beer drinking and the, just the time with your buddies and, uh, to, to kind of that bus stop and watching my band and crew go straight into, uh, to, to kind of like sticking that flag in the ground and like, this is our campsite for the day and being able to, man, all right, dude, the one thing of a show that I wish I could bottle up for y'all to feel for anybody to feel. And whenever I come back out to where y'all are at, we can have live shows. When y'all come to the show, I want y'all to stand next to me before it happens because there's nothing like when those lights go down before you go on. Because right before then, everybody's getting their drinks, they're doing their thing, you know, especially if you're at an arena. Yep. When those lights go down, like the energy in the crowd is strong and electric. But there's something about that, man. I wish we could bottle it up and like sell it and make <laughs> people feel a lot better, you know, because yeah. it's just like, you can't continue to have a bad day after that moment because that crowd just erupts and that music starts hitting and it's like it's go time. It's like it's 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 your football game, you know, and, and yes. it's, it's your time to, to win, win them over. And it's just uh, that moment is one of the things I miss the most. On top of being able to uh, to hear those those fans sing that song back to you, you know, that's every artist's dream is for people to to care enough that that they come to the show and and sing it back to you well and i wasn't gonna say i was i was jealous of you being able to perform and music in front of other people but now i have to after you say that i got a little chills thinking about the lights coming down <laughs> it's all right dude i forget the words so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no man i i tell these guys all, my, all the time i'm like i have zero music ability and that's like the one thing that i would want to do is get up on stage and perform a song and so i'm like well, I guess I'll just have to uh, uh, live through guys, what? live through everyone else, and go be the guy in the front row um, with three beers in my hand and uh, singing <laughs> hey, along. Dude, hey, as long, hey, if you know, should have been a cowboy, or I like it, I love it. Bring those three beers on stage, and we'll be good to go. <laughs> there yes, we go. Yes, I love that. We got that. backup microphones, man. We'll, we'll get mom on stage. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Hell yeah! If that actually your happens, your dreams are my dreams now, Miles. I'm gonna make it happen. You have no yes. idea how excited Miles is right now. He's giddy like a yep, little kid. We can end the interview. This is all we needed. <laughs> uh god yeah and it's it's just one of those things that like when you play sports you know the crowd cheering all that stuff it's it's just something that that's why you do all the hard work behind the scenes that's why you travel everywhere it's for that one moment Absolutely. when the lights come down and you got that rush of adrenaline um i think that that's so cool um the uh yeah <laughs> the the music talent thing is 
I say for those who can't sing, they podcast, and that's why I'm here today. So um, I, I, I got no musical talent, so that's why I just talk forever on a, on a podcast. I got to make up for it somehow. Ryan, you had some more questions for him too, right? Yeah, I was uh, – so Kissy in the Morning, uh, unbelievable song. Uh, listen to that on, on replay. Uh, what I want to know from you, Michael, is leading up to that week of dropping that song – um, and for how big it actually came, became, what was that like for you? Uh, you know, the week leading up to it, the day it released, and then the couple of days, the week after, um, when that song just started to take off. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a weird time, man. My, I was on radio tour, which for anybody listening that doesn't know radio tour, it's, we literally get in vans, uh, cars, airplanes, but we go and go to every radio station and we sit in their performance room. Sometimes it's a office sometimes it's just a front lounge um and play acoustic and, and pretty much try to get on their radio station and hopefully that we yep. they believe in what we're bringing into them so um i got very very fortunate um with kiss you in the morning and, and radio gravitated towards it the way that they did and, and wrapped their arms around it um the week leading up was such an emotional week because uh my grandfather amos um uh, had a heart attack um, the day that we were actually filming the first video for Kiss You in the Morning, and I had to stop it and yeah. fly it to Florida. And um, so he ended up passing away before we did this big show in Orlando um, with all of radio, my Warner Brothers, my label flew all radio down. And um, it was like the big kickoff. It was a big launch. We we're about to release the, the first single. And, and like I said, to go back, when you plan, when you're, when you kind of, start learning and, and you learn the music and it's with this mentor of yours who happens to be your grandfather. Um, there's parts of life that you kind of go, well, he'll just be there with, me. you know, yep. you don't really think of what could. And so, um, just kind of luckily coming from a tight family, you, you get to know what people want when they pass away. And, um, I was really, really close with him and I knew that he wanted me to play that show, man. So it was a, ended up being one of those nights that you were talking about, man, where the crowd's on and you're on and the band's on and, you know, the, the bartenders yeah. are on. Everybody's just, <laughs> no, there's nothing that could go wrong yeah. in this night at all. And uh, and it was that night. And so the week of, man, was, was such an emotional week because here it is days beforehand. He's a part of my story, part of everything. And now he's he's gone. Um, but knowing that his his quote would be why you know the show goes on man what are you doing right why would you yep. don't do this you yep. know um so kind of like i said fortunately being being from a family where i felt like I, I know my i knew my grandpa better than most and um i knew that he wanted to go on and so thank god he did and it ended up being one of the most looking back on it probably one of the most coolest weeks of my life minus that part of it obviously yep. right, uh, right just as far as the emotions of it and everything um, was just a whirlwind. One of those things where you're like, I, I don't even know what to feel right now, but but we did it. You yep. know, we did it, and yeah. I know he's looking down and he's with us. So, yeah, maybe he had a little hand in helping you out. I think is probably what happened. I, I think he did. Yeah, I think he was trying out some powers. That's what I told Dad. <laughs> I was like, because we broke some records with that song, and I was like, he's, yeah. he's trying some stuff out. So. He can do that. it on the next one coming out. That'd be great too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, we'll, throw we'll, one down for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. think we'll all, we'll all talk to him for you, see if he can help you yeah, out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, you had mentioned that he was a mentor of yours. I know that you also worked very closely with John Rich from Big and Rich. Mm -hmm. um, you run. Uh, you won a, uh, a, a TV show. It was what? It was at the next. Um, mm -hmm. 
I, I'm trying to remember what the whole show name was, but you won the show and he kind of became a mentor for you. Talk about your relationship with him. Yeah, man. You know, that, that show was such a weird, it was such a weird thing. Cause I, I, we were out on tour, like I said, and we were actually in South Carolina. Excuse me. My manager at the time called me and he's like, Hey man, there's this TV show that they found videos that fans were taking and posting and, and they want you on the TV show. And I, I was like, man, I don't know what to do. Cause I grew up kind of in the mindset of like, you make it bar by bar, fan by fan, even though social media was nothing at the time, especially nothing like it is now. So uh, it was a whole lot harder to do it when you are going fan to you know, uh, bar to bar. But yep. um, he, t- he was like, well, man, let's just talk to him and see what it is. Uh, you know, you, there's no bad publicity if you can get on a TV show for a while, as long as it makes sense. And, so we agreed to do it and and it was just one of those things in your path i feel like god gives you that kind of helps you spring up a few rungs in the ladder you know and and kind of helps you space up or speed up a little bit and, yep uh that was that for me man and we ended up winning it and and because of john and warner brothers um uh you know i got my record deal warner brothers from it and uh you know the cool thing and one of the great things with john is not only have him and i wrote hit songs together but he's just such a great business guy he's a great artist um all around somebody that uh is is a very smart guy and i I, i'm glad i have him in my corner and somebody that that is that has really helped me out a lot he's he's that he's that friend that you you might go a couple months without talking to but you see him and it's like no time has passed you know and and he's that guy that's always a call away man so i'm I'm fortunate that uh, that he's a part of my story yeah he sounds like a what i would say just a true professional through and through um, absolutely on all talented dudes i've ever met i mean it's insane yeah that's uh that's awesome so so you brought up a little bit um writing songs with him um i i uh i'm so curious and we'll we'll kind of transition here into the new music that you're going to be putting out here soon um what is kind of your process when you're putting together trying to figure out what you're going to put out for a single um putting together an album like i i am so curious as to what different people's uh method or their math madness is i know when we're coming up with video ideas it's like sometimes you come up with a a good idea when it's two in the morning and you're watching netflix or it's you actually (laughs) have to sit down and brainstorm you know what what's your process when you're when you're putting together a song or an album um to to eventually we all hear it in our headphones yeah man it's from my process kind of this one's been different you know i'm using a different producer um on this record and with this next record coming out I, um, i've really taken a lot of uh a lot of well me me i can't just say me I've, I've been very fortunate with my team and with warner and my manager team and and you know everybody involved in my team to be able to help me make something a vision that i wanted to do since i came to town um, which is make a record like this. And I feel like the years of growing, I'm very, very proud of what we had and what we built. Um, but I kind of always kind of felt like something was missing. And um, and, I, and, and I, I think this is the record, this is the sound that I moved to Nashville to do. Yep. And so with this album, I, I've been thinking about this album for years, to be honest with you. And yeah. um, so I knew, I knew what we needed. I knew that I needed to... I needed fans to know who I am with this record. And what I hope fans get out of this album is I want it to be a, be a record that my buddies back home can drive around back roads to, that people can dance in their kitchen to, that people can be on their boat to. And in the middle of all of that, it takes them away for a little while, but they also get to feel like they know 
who I am a little yep. better, which I felt haven't done in, a, in, in, in the, the best in, a, in the last two albums. And so this record, um, I knew I wanted, you know, we got a song on there that, that really takes you down this Florida swamp. Uh, Jerry Reed just kind of feel of a moonshine story of a yep. pastor in an old white church, the church that I grew up in, um, in Castro, Florida. And so um, I think it's kind of like a puzzle as you're writing songs and you have ideas. You know, you said like being, a, being up at 2 a.m. and all of a sudden something happens. Um, I had this song idea that my buddy said at three in the morning and he was just having conversations about a totally different thing, but he said something that sparked an idea. So I wrote that down and we cut it last week and it's going to be on my new album. That's cool. So it's little things like that. You just always kind of get, kind of keep your ears open for (laughs) sometimes. Um, it's, it's ideas. Um, as far as the writing process goes, um, a lot of times for me, I come up with like an idea or something and and bring it to the guys I'm riding with, um, or they do the same vice versa. But um, I think as you're laying out the record, the more you cut, it's obviously more easy to see the pieces you're needing for your puzzle. Um, but we're, it, when we're in the beginning stages, it's fun, man, because it's like anything goes. You don't have anything. Yeah, yeah anything yeah. goes. You know, so so you just kind of start writing and, and go for it. So uh, I know everybody's a little different, but for me, that's kind of just my, my process of, of as far as my songwriting goes. Is mainly the idea first and then work from it from there. Yeah. What's funny for us is, um, I, I, a lot of our videos are about observing how just the human people act and react to certain situations. And so, uh, I was actually at a meeting this morning and one of the guys was like, Oh man, I got to watch what I'm going to say, or I'm going to end up on one of your videos. Uh, you're going to be making fun of me. So, um, it, I understand that it can come from pretty much anywhere and it's cool when it comes from a buddy at 3am. I think that that's a, yeah. that's a cool story for sure. Well, I think too, uh, a significant part about the new music that you're coming out with Michael is that, you know, people, people look at certain songs and cer- certain music that brings them back to a certain time in life. Right. Um, and with, with, uh, you know, the world as it is now, um, people are going to be able to resonate with your new music at a time where they maybe needed it the most. You know, we've had people, um, comment on our videos saying, Hey, this is the laugh that I needed when I'm sitting at home, just waiting to get out of the house. And, um, I think you'll notice a lot of people will start doing that too, um, with the songs you're coming out with, and they'll really be able to resonate with it at a time, uh, that, um, that was, uh, it was perfect timing for them to hear this kind of stuff. Man, I appreciate that, and, and it's what, what a cool thing that we all get to be a part of, man. That we get to to, to be be able to, to not only take ourselves away what we love to do, but we get to bring others with us, man. I think that's right. the biggest blessing of what we all get to do, whether it's the podcast world or singing world or acting or or whatever, man. Being being able to to uh, to be there for everybody during these times where we all of us are going, what in the hell's going on? Yeah. You know, what do we do? Yeah. What's true? What's right? What's this? Uh, I think that's I think, a good uh, song think, title right there. What the hell is going on? I know. Right I, know I need to write that down. I'll put, I'll put Miles down right now. <laughs> yeah, just put me on. Just put me on one of the writers. I don't need any money from it. Just put me down as yeah, one of the writers. They say a word gets a third, man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so we got you. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, tell us about the new new single that you're going to be coming out with here soon. Yeah, the new single um, drops. We we're actually cutting the, we're uh, doing the photos and uh, the video um, this weekend, and so um, it's uh, man, it's a song. I grew up a big, big Gary Allen fan. He was a big influence uh, for me growing up. Um, also, was Gary Stewart, and again, a lot of this music you're going to hear on this record will have a lot of that uh, throwback feel to it. I feel like a lot of people will hear the influences in this record more clearly than the other ones before. 
Um, so it kind of has a mixture of those two. Um, and it's just a, it's, it's a good feel honky tonk two-step feel song, you know, and, um, uh, uh, it's called whiskey and rain and, uh, we're excited to get it out. It's been, it was one of the first songs we recorded for the album in quarantine. And, um, and we, we cut it with the band, everybody just completely in different places. And it all, uh, it all worked out, man. And, and it's, you can't tell a difference. And I'm, I'm excited, man. I, you know, I never try to be the guy that's always like, Oh, this is my best stuff yet. But for the first time saying I thought I truly feel confident that this is uh this is the best body of work I've put together. That's awesome. Was it weird cutting it all in different places all remotely <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah, um it, it was at first just because like you know normally we're there and everybody's in the room and and y'all know how it is. It's like if you, there's there's nothing like creating when you can be in person with people. You know like like this this I'm glad we have it for this like this, but this ain't normal. You know, like <laughs> right. just talking to the screen isn't yeah. normal. So um, I was a little worried, man. But then again, it goes to show you just how talented these musicians are in Nashville and how great you know Ross and and, and the other producers that are doing the same thing. It's not just me cutting a record like this. It's a lot of, a majority all of Nashville's doing. It. Yep. Um, and so you just it just again tips the hat to how talented these people are to be able to cut. Not not just it, because it's not like a demo. I mean, this is something people are going to hear on radio. This is a song that's going out to the world. We need this to be perfect, and we're going to trust that everybody's going to do it right. And we have the different; they have the right sound quality to be able to get it to Ross, uh, so we can get it right. And, yep. And you can't tell a difference, man. And so when I when, when I heard the track, I think all my nerves went away. But even before I put my vocals on, so if anybody wondering. We kind of start. We build the band, build the build the music first. But band uh, makes the music first, and then my producer gets that all together, and then you go do the vocals. And so, when I heard that trap before we did the vocals, I, I knew that we were we we were good. So there you go. it took all, all the stress nice. away. But it, it was a little nerve wracking, uh, just wondering if we would be able to recreate what you can create in person, um, all in different areas. So. Yeah. Uh, so I got a question about you know the relation of covid and country music you know you look at restaurant industry it is forever changed because now they realize that they can do delivery and they don't have to put as much pressure on having people come into their restaurant they can deliver their food how do you think covid is going to affect the country music industry um from here on out yeah i mean it's a you know, right now, I think it's a scary thing to think, just a weird thing to think about. I guess this whole year has been a scary, uncertain year. Um, a lot of changes for everybody's happening, like you said, and a lot of major businesses are, are, are being shooken by yep. this. Um, you know, I think I think the restaurant world, I think you're right. I think they have probably seen that. But within time, within time, we're going to be we're going to get better. Right. You know, within time, you're going to want to get out of the house and within yep. time. Hopefully we can get this to where it is just a a flu where it's not what yep. it is now. Yep. You know, in this in this pandemic. And if we can get to that point, then then the restaurants open back up. Um, yeah. You know, um, as we go, there's just you know I'm 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 and it, I'm it excited to see all the people trying to do things in the cars and all this stuff. And I saw where they're doing you know social distancing. Um, it's I, my hope is that we get to where we can find a cure for this or find whatever it is um, so we can get back to doing what we're all put on this earth to do and that's to be together yeah and the one thing that brings us all together is music and so I think what's difficult with what's going on right now is 
it's hard to be together when you're stuck in your cars yeah. and <laughs> that vibe of being at a show has to be different. I don't know. I haven't been to one, so I could be completely wrong, but, um, well, and, and I think it's one of those things that doesn't even necessarily have to be a negative impact. I think that some of the positive, if you're going to take a bad situation and look at the positives, I think that it's, uh, it's allowed us to see artists like yourself and, and other country artists and in all genres, you guys have gotten uh, uh, a lot more active on your social medias and interacting with people yeah. and, and, and shown a different side of you doing your honky tonk Tuesday lives and all of that. It's going to be weird. I think when it's all over um, to go back <laughs> to doing normal stuff and you're like, well, I still like doing the honky tonk Tuesdays. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I don't have time for it now, but I want to do it. So I, th I think that even just in a positive light of what has uh, improved is just uh, more and more uh, different sides to, to people are, are showing up and, and showing kind of that real raw side. And I love seeing that. Yeah, I agree with you on that, man. I think if, like you said, if you know, the only thing we can do in this time is, is look for the silver lining and whatever it is and try to make the most out of this situation. And whether that's be, you get to be home more or in our situations, um, not only are we home more, but we're able to, to be able to write a whole lot more. So I think the songs that are going to come out of this um, are going to be incredible. Man. I, I really do. I think yep. the records that are coming out of this are going to be incredible. I think it's caused a lot of people. If you are going to look at the positive of it, um, when your world gets completely stopped, like the entertainment world has, um, you have nothing left to do but to look into yourself yep. uh, at that moment um, because you're not getting that instant gratification three or four nights a week. You're not uh, you're not in that busy state of mind all the time. Your world is just completely slowed down. So I, I agree with you, man. I think if you do look at the positive of it, I think we're going to really see some killer music come out of this. Um, and, and obviously, um, you know, country music has CMA Fest as so many so many things throughout the year that of us giving back to our fans which is the only a genre that does that and so our fans are obviously number one priority to us and as soon as we can get to where we know their safety is there and they're okay um i hope it's not long after that that we can get to packing fifty thousand crazy people and <laughs> you know yeah south carolina or watershed and um and 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 not have this um hanging over us but I have faith that we're going to find a way to connect, and I, that's what I think. That's what we've all done, whether that be you know over social, but but man, I'm ready for some for some people interaction. Man. I'm, I'm about to lose it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I'm sick of looking at Ryan every single day. <laughs> I hear it all. The time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I didn't realize how much I hated his face until we started. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You don't, you don't realize how long 24 hours is until you have all 24 yes. hours. Yeah. You yeah. also don't realize how bad Ryan's beard is and how he can't grow any facial hair until you stare at him long enough. Yeah, here. and we just let it ride. We just <laughs> let it ride, baby. I think you should grow out a beard. I think you need to get some scruff going, some more scruff. Um, my, mine's a uh, Mine grows out. Uh, dude, this, my, my whole – everything grows out and up. This hair don't grow down. Uh, it's, it's, it's an illusion of the lights in the show. It, it looks like shit. All right. All right fine. I can grow like yours, man. That's a man beard, Miles. You got a man beard. You heard it here. Michael Ray said I have a man beard. Yeah. Um, you should grow yours out. Me? I uh, Last winter, I had it down pretty good. Um, I usually, it's now is the time when I start growing it again for deer hunting season. Keep that face yeah. warm when I'm sitting in the deer stand. So um, my rest yeah. of my family doesn't really like it. My mom wants me to shave it off immediately. But you know what, mom? Don't worry about it, is what I say. Don't worry. 
<laughs> Not the, now, mom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the day that you shaved off that deer hunting beard, I literally didn't know who was walking in the door. It, like point. I had no chin. It was the weirdest <laughs> yeah. thing you've ever seen. Uh, whenever, whenever you do have a buddy that you're used to seeing with a full beard and they're gone, it does look like they're, they have no jaw. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. What it's happened to your chin? Yeah, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Um, I, we had a great time. You said that I could come up and sing a bunch of songs with you uh, at a concert. Bro, you I think come you up said. and sing some 90s country with me, dude. We'll make that happen. You just bring the beer. I got it. All right. I'll bring a 30 rack of Bush lattes up there. Um, I, that's the yeah. one thing last I got to ask. Are you, are you a Bush light drinker? So, me Ooh. and my oh, buddy. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bush light. There was a point, moment in my life where we were drinking so much of that stuff. We got, if we stopped, they'd have to lay off the late shit. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were putting them, we were paying for the lights, and still, that's the that's the beer we bring out on the road. It's the best beer to day drink to. It's the best beer to shotgun before the show, uh, and and I'm not just saying that. So we, what well, we used to call them in Eustis, we'd fill our coolers up, and if we ever get caught, um, never drinking before, you know, we were supposed to. Uh, we would. Uh, we'd <laughs> yeah, you never had a beer before those. you were 21. No, you no, never that's, did. That's irresponsible and, and, yep. and yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, I, uh, we'd, we'd set, come, we had a, a cooler full of bluegills. And so we called them bluegills I back, like that. back in uses. And, and I've heard a couple, I haven't really heard it said much. So I don't know who started that or what, but, uh, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to claim it that uses Florida started bluegills. All right. I'll try and work that into a video. Maybe call it a, call it a bluegill just for you. Hey, uh, 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 what do you say? What did Michael say? A word is the th- words a third. The words a third. Yeah, yeah. words a third, dude. So we're yep. in, man. Look, yep. you and I have been creating two businesses here. There imagine, you go. imagine what we could do with more time. You know, we got a new video about bluegills and a song called "What the Hell Is Going On." Right there, <laughs> coming to a TV near you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it, man. We had a great time. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have you stay on until once we shut this down here. But we uh, we appreciate you coming on. I think this is exactly what we uh, wanted to do: is just hang out, and chat. Um, glad to do. Glad to know you're doing you're doing good, and that you got some new music coming out. Where can everyone find you? Man, uh, thank y'all for having me. You can find me at uh, Michael Ray Music. Um, that's Instagram uh, and Twitter, and I think Music Michael Ray on Facebook, and um, website's Michael Ray Music. So uh, check everything out there. Uh, we'll also uh, just be taking everybody behind the scenes at the video shoot coming up and the uh, and the photo shoot coming up all over Instagram. So you follow us on Michael Ray Music on Instagram, and we'll take you along behind the scenes for the video for Whiskey and Rain. Sweet, man. perfect. I am so stoked to hear Whiskey yeah. and Rain. Um, so be looking for his new single coming out soon. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. Man, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you all. All right, guys. That was our interview with Michael Ray. We had a blast. Um, it was actually sad that we had to let him go. Yeah. Um, I felt like we could have talked to him for another 45 minutes. Oh, easily, <laughs> easily. Easily. And uh, so that was fun. Um, I, I I had to I had to give him some shit about missing the rodeo. <laughs> missing yeah. the rodeo line. Yep. Um, but I mean th- that's what I like is like is that's just what these artists are just normal people. Yep. And I think like Garth Brooks even said it's funny, this is Garth Brooks' song. He's like, when I'm performing, like my guitar's not plugged into anything. I'm not actually up there playing the guitar, right. you know, <laughs> like whatever. Um but for, it was just funny. He just starts strumming, and he's like, he finishes the intro, and then he just, he just kept doing the intro, <laughs> and then he like full blown stopped, and then he panicked. It was like someone just say the line in the in the chat. Um, 
is the amount of times that my mind's gone blank when I'm trying to shoot a video or like even here on the podcast, you guys have probably told could tell it's just there's a there's like right away you're you're calm and then when you still are blank panic panic mode <laughs> um but yeah do you guys remember the video we shot uh for the koozie promo uh female line female one more time oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Line. ryan had to get his line feed, feed it to me one more time him. talk about forgetting shit um, you got that line fed to you for breakfast lunch and dinner that day ryan yes so even the greats make mistakes oh yeah Is that what you're saying? <laughs> ryan i didn't want to interrupt michael but uh we got to take him on a turkey hunt next year oh yeah or he has to take us on a turkey hunt well, it sounds, like, it's, sounds like he's had good luck with guides what if he had a professional guide what if we take him out and he drops one night one. We're better than professional guides. I right. mean, let's cool it, guys. You're not that good. <laughs> well, I we might just you, have to try it out. You yeah. guys yeah. literally were complaining in the bunker that like you never even got close to shooting well, one when you guys went. I so. shot a turkey. I did. Just every I, time I brought Ryan, we got blanked. So, yeah. So leave Ryan at home and you and Michael. You and Michael go, go out. Yep. Okay. Maybe well, I'll film. I'll film from uh, across the field. From maybe. a distance. Yep. Yeah, we'll get you the ultra away. zoom lens. Yep. Um, but the oh. No, you go ahead. The, I just felt like the more we started talking to him, the more we found out that we have so much in common with this guy, even if he's from Florida. Um, big bluegill guy. Miles. I was just going to, that's what I was going to bring up is the, one of the highlights is he's a bush light guy. He says he still brings it on the, on the road with him. Yep. Um, calls them bluegills. We're going to have to start calling them bluegills, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, you might as well pass me a blue gill. Here. <laughs> you got to add that on to what is it? Blue smoothie, blue yummy, blue oh, gill. No, what you got to do is you got to do the, you reach in the cooler, you're like, oh, God. Act like your arm got bit by <laughs> a blue gill. Oh, I think it's a blue gill. <laughs> Pull out a beer and chug it. That's actually a great dad joke for your next barbecue. You're, you open them up with the pliers instead of uh, yep. open it up with your hands. Yep. Oh, man, this one's really in there. Yep. That's a good idea. Um, um, Miles, he also did say... That he is gonna tr- he's gonna bring you up on the stage when <laughs> when he when he comes around our area to tour. What a terrible decision by him! <laughs> <laughs> you up on stage? Well, you started off your career by uh, introducing David Lee Murphy. Yeah. I think you take that next jump and you just hop right on stage. Hop with right on stage. Um, tell him to just keep my mic at a very low volume so you can still faintly hear me, but just keep me low. Uh, you're going to be like the little brother playing video games. You're just going to leave your mic unplugged yeah, and you're going to oh, yeah. think everyone can hear you. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, I, I hope we can have him on again at some point as well as some, uh, other country artists. I think that's a phenomenal a uh, group of people that would be fun to chat with on the podcast. So let us know what you thought of the interview. Um, hopefully we'll be doing more interviews here in the future. It's tough with COVID, but I think the zoom call worked great. Yep. And uh, so Ryan, why don't you close us down here? Guys, thanks again for listening into episode 82 of the you bet your radio podcast. We hope you enjoyed one of the most electric inter- interviews we've done so far with country music star Michael Ray. We had a lot of fun. Like Miles said, hopefully we can get him on again here in the near future. Don't forget, the new fishing shirts are on the website, ouyoubetcha.com. The website is heavily, heavily open. Everything's uh, Everything on the store is available. So go check it out on the website. You guys are going to need to get them crewnecks, them sweatshirts for this crisp fall air. Um, and before we go, guys, I'd just like to thank Gina's Designs of the Heartland. Gina's Designs of the Heartland handcrafts, hand paints, our wood, pine, signs, 
on the website. We we got the Nectar of the Gods signs, the blue, the orange, the black, all kinds of different options for you guys um, to enjoy in your man cave, your garage, anywhere you're going to be enjoying a nice cold bouche latte. You can find Gina's Designs of the Heartland at etsy.com slash shop slash GDOT Heartland or on our website, ohyoubetcha.com. Miles, I am Ryan the T-shirt guy. And I'm Miles the You Betcha guy. May your ranch always be runny. May your bluegills always be cold. Cheers, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah.